0: I'm Rick Nelson, and on behalf of the ASHTO Committee on Maintenance, their Maintenance Operations Technical Working Group, and the Winter Weather Management Technical Service Program, formerly known as Psychop), Psychop Talks Winter Ops is proud to host this fourth National Winter Maintenance and Road Weather Briefing. These briefings provide the organizations working in the severe weather and maintenance operations space an opportunity to showcase their efforts to help you achieve your winter maintenance and operations mission. This briefing features Paul Pisano, Chair of the Transportation Research Board's Committee on Road Weather. Hi, Paul. It's good to see you again. Hey, Rick. Great to see you, too. Paul, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be Chair of the Road Weather Committee.
1: Uh, Sure. So I uh, used to work for the Federal Highway Administration where I was the team leader for the road weather and work zone management programs. Um, In fact, I started the road weather program at Federal Highway in 1999. And so I was doing road weather for a very long time. And I retired from Federal Highway in 2019. And with the intention of of staying engaged in some level within the roadweather community. And uh, the opportunity opened up to chair this committee in uh, March of 2020. And so I jumped at the the opportunity and uh, I just completed my first term in April of 2023 and started my second term just at the same time. And it will go through
0: April of 2026. Yeah. You know, there's, <clears throat> there's really good stuff happening in, in the, uh, the TRB community and in road weather. And, um, uh, we're glad to see you as chair and uh, keep the ball rolling. My pleasure. You know, and so speaking of that, Paul, what's been going on in, uh, in the road weather committee?
1: Yeah. So, um, thanks Rick. I've, I've got a quick presentation here to walk through, uh, all the things that are going on within the committee. Let me bring that up. Okay. So the, um, Road Weather Committee is part of the Maintenance and Preservation Section of TRB, and uh, so this is an update of all the things that we've been we've been doing um, over the past year or so, and and where we're headed. So first of all, just to, to the overall scope of the committee. Uh, our scope is to provide a forum promoting the exchange of information on the effects of weather on surface transportation, both within and between the transportation and meteorological communities. Our objective is to shape future research and tech tra- technology transfer to further understand road weather with the ultimate goal of minimizing the impacts of weather on the surface transportation system, especially with respect to safety and mobility. So key words here that I just wanted to highlight, um, bridging the transportation and meteorological com- communities. I mean, that's always been at the heart of road weather is getting those two communities to talk to each other about the challenges that weather imparts upon the transportation system, um, but also the... Uh, Shaping future research. I mean, one of our core objectives is to develop research need statements with the hope and expectation that they will be funded, whether that's by NCHRP, through a pool fund program like Aurora or, or Clear Roads or some other academic institution. But also not only looking at the research needs, but also how to translate research successes into useful operations so that hold, we want to we want to play a role in the tech transfer side of things as well mm-hmm. and again with the overall intent of making this system safer and more efficient so we have a triennial strategic plan that was uh written over the course of the last year that is leading our efforts to and helping us focus in on what yeah. you know, that obviously the, that scope is very broad and we need to say okay well, what does that mean what are we going to be doing uh, and so we have a plan that has helped us to ne- zero in on the most critical needs and our outlook statement as captured here is uh, whether we're traveling across town or across the country for business or pleasure weather affects the way we move. The Road Weather Committee will work w- to better understand weather and its connection with the safe and efficient movement of people and goods, and will do so in coordination with other committees. Uh, and that's a critical, I think, that 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 other committees, because it, we know that it's not something we can solve by ourselves, but we need to work with others, such as the Winter Maintenance Community and the uh, Extreme Weather and Climate Change Adaptation Committee, among others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, that is our outlook statement. And, and I, I wanted to just pause and I uh, give a shout out to um, Sean Trulson and Mike Burton, who played a critical role in drafting this st- strategic plan over the course of last year. Um, it, it's great to, to have committee members and friends who um, step up to, to take some action, and they did that. So thanks to them. So we are um, now, did, we just had a meeting a couple weeks ago, and with the intent of now putting that plan into action. But let me first talk about the, the critical issues that we've identified. First is compounding events and new national op, new operational norms resulting from climate change, and this is this is the extreme weather conversation that we're all in the midst of, right? We're we're seeing weather is changing, and and, and we're seeing those changes uh, and and the way they affect the transportation system, and uh, we need to address that. We need to embrace that and figure out how to how to be better prepared for when these uh, these big events happen, whether that's a snowstorm, more flooding events, more um, windstorms, whatever it might be and that's one of the things about our committee is that we we are all weather, so we're looking at all different impacts and how we can address them and recognize that things are changing and we need to be on top of that. <laughs> The second critical issue is megadata, I And mean, that's one of the things that, that's been you know, great, uh, but overwhelming in terms of um, the amount of data that we now have available to us in regards to weather and, and uh, the transportation system, whether that's data coming from road weather information systems that are installed on the side of the road or put onto uh, state fleets to collect road weather data, or it's floating car data, like um, data that we can get from um, INRIX or other uh, sources to tell us about the state of the of the the uh, road network. And as well, weather-related aspects of data of the road that we can get from cars, like GRIP, uh, as a um, way to, to understand the slickness. I mean, so there's and – the, and the weather community's got a ton of radar data and satellite data, and, and it's wonderful. But it can be overwhelming, and right. so our plan is looking at how do we um, w- what data is the most useful for the decisions that we have to make, and understanding what what works, what doesn't work, and how to t- how to uh, uh, capitalize on all that data. The third area is knowledge, information, and innovation created by multiple agencies, and this is really our tech transfer uh, uh, issue. How do we how do we see that these research findings get Put into practice. Uh, the fourth area is weather-based congestion. Again, recognizing that we're not just about winter maintenance, but that we are about all aspects of um, weather and its impact on the system, including in uh, regarding congestion. The, fifth area is weather-based boundary conditions uh, for connected and automated autonomous vehicle technologies. So, again, we're recognizing the um, emergence of connected and automated vehicles and um, both the uh, challenges they face in operating in in different weather conditions and how they can make sure that they uh, operate as safely as possible, but also as potential data sources because of all of the the new road and weather-related data we could get from these vehicles. And huge opportunity and we're still learning uh, about uh, all of those challenges and how best to capitalize on that. And then the last area is our commitment to diversity and, and certainly wanting to make sure that we have a broad spectrum of participants engaged in the community and and, and the opportunity is there for all. Uh, as I said, we are at the point now, we'll, we've, we've been going through a big discovery phase over the past year. Of what do we know about each of these uh, critical issues, and where do we need to go to um, pull out the research needs within these areas, but also the successes and things that have worked for people that we can then promote as um, operational solutions uh, for operating agencies. So we're we're in the midst of, of that whole process of discovery and uh, d- deep dive into what we know about each of them and then the dissemination of the results. So, to that end, we have conducted what we call the triple play, which was um, activities that, that we, three major activities we hosted from the period of November of 2022 until May of 2023. Um, these three events engaged the community um, and, and helped us to uh, have really great conversations about um, all of the, the different challenges that weather uh, puts upon the road roadway network uh, and where we need to be focusing our efforts, and and it certainly helped to um, even hone our strategic plan. So the first activity was a webinar that was in November uh, that was entitled Managing Severe Storms and Environmental Impacts, and we had about 300 people, which is um, a good turnout for a TRB webinar.
0: That happens Uh, before TRB.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. So this was the idea. Right. Let's 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 initiate the conversation with some really good presentations in November so that when we uh, for the second item, we, when we come to the annual meeting, we hosted a workshop um, entitled Resilient and Sustainable Approaches for Road Weather and Winter Maintenance. And um, and I, I, I'm sorry, I failed to mention that all three of these activities were done in collaboration and, and strong coordination with the Winter Maintenance Committee. So we, these were these are joint activities between the Road Weather and Winter Maintenance Committees, um, although I guess I didn't mention that on top there. Um, so um, we did the workshop, which was held, I said, in January during the annual meeting, uh, really good turnout there and a lot of good good conversations, which led to then the a, a, a International Road Weather and Winter Maintenance Conference that was held uh, May 9th and 10th of 2023 uh, in Washington, D.C. And uh, I'll have, I've got slides about each of these, so I'll talk about each of these in a little more detail. Okay. Uh, first of all, for the webinar, we had, uh, as I said, three really uh, interesting and engaging presentations. The first was Predicting Road Weather Emergencies, Advancements in Storm Forecasting and Risk Communication by Cha- Chad Hahn at the National Weather Service in Des Moines, Iowa. The loss of salt from road service, a coin with two sides, environmental implications from Joran Blumquist at VTI in Sweden, and leveraging technology for better materials management and cost savings at MassDOT by Mark Goldstein. That's the Massachusetts DOT. Uh, As I said, we had about 300 people, and the slides from the the webinar are available online at this link. Um, I've got one slide. Each of them, again, Chad talked about um, what they're doing at the weather service for better communication to the traveling public to make them aware. But one of the things that he also talked about that I found really interesting was this post-storm crash analysis where he was looking at at crashes on the roadway, whether they occurred during a um, weather, a winter storm or after the winter storm. And what you're seeing in this bar chart is um, the, the, Crashes that happen during the winter storm are those in blue, and then those that happen after the storm are the ones in that reddish orange. So, what we see from this is that um, just because the storm stops doesn't mean the crashes stop. Crashes continue even after the storm does, and so that it helps us in, inform. Inform us in terms of what we need to be doing when it comes to informing travelers about road conditions. So they're thinking the the snow stopped. I can go out and I can drive now. And then they're put, still putting themselves at risk. We need to better understand that. We need to better address that through again perhaps better travel information or some other means. And again, the work that the weather service is doing, particularly with the state DOTs as part of the Pathfinder project, um, is a really a great way to. Hone the the messages that get disseminated to the traveling public, so that they think that will help us inform uh, our actions there. Mm-hmm. And then Joran Blumquist, as I said, talked about on um, the environmental impacts, and he was looking at about how we uh, apply salt for winter maintenance purposes and where that salt goes, um, and how you know of, of the percent that we put down, or of the amount that we put down only a only. A percent actually stays on the road and is effective at, at uh, what it's supposed to do for snow and ice control. Um, so a better understanding how much of that is blow-off versus um, spray versus uh, just um, uh plowing, whatever it might be, uh, will help us know how much material we need to be putting down and and then find the most effective ways to do that, whether it's through pre-wetting or putting down liquids. Um, There's a way there's there's there are more efficient and environmentally friendly ways to do that. And then last, Mark Goldstein talked about the work they're doing, particularly um, the, all the technology applications they've got going on uh, that are really, um, I think, groundbreaking. And one of the things that, that he points that he made is that that it's not just one action that you can take that to solve all of your problems. Um, in fact, the list there on the right in blue shows all the different things that they're doing um, and the ways that they're using technology to better manage a system. Uh, and it's a wide range of, of, of options available to them that they, that they use. So that was uh, the webinar. And then in the workshop, again, we had um, really open and engaging discussion on these four topics listed here, resilience, friction, uh, crowdsourcing, and environmental issues. Uh, I had about 50 people. And again, just thanks to, to Sean Trulson, Kim Engel, and Wolf Nixon, uh, who compiled the notes from these conversations. And those are available. We will get them posted up on our committee website. They're not up there yet, but, um, they, they're, that's something we'll post there. But again, there was, there was a lot of, of good discussion and a lot of challenges, um, more than solutions, I would say. But there was also some good, some good feedback about what people are doing, uh, and how they're, how like they're using friction data. And this is, there are, well, sometimes called friction, sometimes called grip data, but this whole question of road slickness and um, how that's being better used for a wide range of operational purposes, whether that's determining which um, some route optimization uh, capabilities in terms of which roads need they, do I need to treat versus others based on current slickness, um, how much material to put down, where to, where to apply, but also from the performance management side of things and being able to monitor your road network by looking at the, the grip data that you get from uh from vehicles that are out there on the road. So a lot of, of opportunity F. and emerging solutions there. And then last was the um the road weather and winter maintenance conference that we just hosted, uh, again, we being the road weather and winter maintenance committees uh, at TRB. Uh, so we had a number of about 39 presentations that were posted online beforehand um, with the uh, intent of having the participants watch the presentations uh, and then come together to talk about what they've just seen. So they've had um, all these presentations were pre recorded, posted online, and then at the conference, we, the speakers had the opportunity to do a lightning version of their presentation, mm-hmm. followed then by four. Breakout sessions about these different four topics listed here. Um, equipment and materials, information management, decision support, performance improvement and resiliency and weather responsive transportation management. And again, really great conversations. Um, we had about 75, 80 people at the conference, which was a really good size because it, it enabled uh, good discussions without people being drowned out by too, by too many voices. And, um, we, we captured a lot of good, uh, good information as well there, and, and um, some uh, needs, and that's listed here are some of the research and synthesis needs that um, came out of the conference that, that we are in the process of fleshing out, um, first being uh, comparing and contrasting this grip data from non-intrusive sensors versus floating car data, right? So, we know that a lot of agencies are installing these, these non-intrusive sensors that Send an infrared beam down to the road road surface to get a sense of slickness, um, which is great for that spot where that that sensor is located. But compare and contrast that with floating car data, where you've got roads driving the whole network and an opportunity to to get the data from all of the uh, from for the whole network, not just one site, but. Only when there's cars driving on those roads, right? So yeah. there's the challenges of, of where, which data is best to use in which cases. So we want to do more research in that area. Um, developing standard rules of practice for mobile friction measurement. Again, things like device mounting. And we had a great presentation there from a gentleman at the National Center for Atmospheric Research. It's just showing how much variability you can have with these sensors depending on how they're mounted, how they're collecting data. So we need to, we need to. Uh, improve that so we have a narrower window of, of data that we're getting um, to ease interpretation. Third research need was better integration of road weather and work zone management. Uh, it's lit to improve road weather management efforts in work zones. Um, if, for example, if you've got a row of Jersey barriers to protect the workers, as you should, does, is that going to create a flooding problem because you no longer have the drainage right. opportunities that you used to have? And so how do we make sure we're, we're balancing or finding the solutions that work across the board there. And then two synthesis topics that came out. One is uh, documenting how agencies communicate road condition and related information to the public. Um, and then the other is exploring employment concerns, challenges, and solutions in the maintenance area. And this is obviously not unique just to winter maintenance community. It's it, it's for much of, of the maintenance community, um, but it it's, it's, has emerged as a big uh area and there's some good work going on so again do a good synthesis to see how which which agencies have managed this process better than
0: others yeah you know i was i was there at that uh, at that conference and and this idea of the employment concerns came up in every single topic that was there it, it's it's just this underlying issue that impacts across the board all of these different uh, all these different aspects
1: yeah definitely that definitely that great Uh, So what's next?
0: Um, So we, as I said, we
1: recently held our spring committee meeting um, and at that meeting, we um, identified the leads for the uh, five, five of the six uh, critical topics of our strategic plan and uh, have people volunteering to sit on each of those working groups to uh, take them to the next step and do do some, um, a little more discovery and a little bit more of uh, discerning the, um, where we are with it and where we need to go. Um, and I would encourage anybody, if you're if you aren't already a friend of the committee, to become a friend of the committee, it is free and it's a relatively straightforward process. Just need to set up a free account at myTRB and then you can become a friend. Um, I do not send out a lot of emails because I know people don't like that, <laughs> but I do keep to try to keep communicating with everybody about what's going on. Um, The call for papers for the 2024 TRB annual meeting is out. Uh, Deadline is August 1st. um, So hopefully um, when you hear this, that's not too far away. (laughs) It gives you enough time to put the paper together if you haven't done so already. Um, And there is more information uh, available there. And then I do plan on having a uh, fall committee meeting probably sometime in mid November, and of course we always meet in person during the uh, TRB annual meeting. So we will do, be doing that in January of 2024 here in DC, and that is this year's or the 2024 conference is the week of January 7th. Just uh, get that on your calendars. Hope to see you there. And whoops, here is my contact information. Um, feel free to email or call me. Um, And also I would encourage you to visit the, um, our committee website, which has a lot more information than I just spoke to here. And it goes a little bit deeper and a lot of that.
0: Yeah. So what I'll, what I'll do, Paul is I'll put all of these websites that you've talked about your contact information. uh, Those, those will go in the show notes. We'll put those below uh, this video. um, So folks can, can, you know, get access. They can, they can uh, reach out to you and, and find out more about what's going on. Um, I, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the demographics of the road weather committee, um, how does that, how does it shake out between state DOTs or, you know, lo- units of government mm-hmm. versus academia versus, um, industry is, is the TRB committees, are they really heavy in, in academia?
1: Um, I I would say that we are um, well represented across the board. I don't have the exact numbers in front of of me, but I think we've got a a good split in terms of about a third, a third, a third of of state DOT, public agency Mm -hmm. representation, academia, and uh, private sector. Um, So even though TRB may be considered more of an academic uh, organization, our committee, I think, has a really good mix of people. Um, and a good mix of ages as well um, uh, of, of representation um, to be able to have good conversations about these topics, not just purely academic needs more research types of conversations, but how do we actually make sure we're doing the researching the right things and turning that into useful
0: uh, output? Yeah, and and I think from a from a user point of view, or from well from an owner point of view, right? If I'm a local government or a state. Uh, transportation agency or uh, or a contractor that provides uh, winter maintenance service. Um, I think having that that voice at at TRB is really important because how do folks know what your needs are unless you're communicating them to them? Right. Yeah. Right,
1: and I and I'm always looking for presentations, whether it, well, at at the committee meetings, like the meeting I just had, we had a really great presentation by um, a, a woman by the name of Brenda Phillips, She's at the University of Massachusetts, and she she's doing a project, very applied project for for NOAA, National Weather Service, on alerting people to floods. And mm-hmm. what is the right? Uh, how do how do people interpret information for flood whether, Warrant you know the warnings and watches and such. Um, and I thought it was a great presentation. Her work is is pretty early on, so um, it, she does not have results yet. But I certainly hope that we'll hear from her again next year with some results of that. But I, I at my committee meetings, I always um, invite presentations, and I have a mix. Again, sometimes it's private sector, sometimes it's it's. Um, Academic or state. I mean, I, you know, I'd like to have a mix of, of, of voices to talk about the things that are going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, now, when you mention the spring and, and fall meeting uh, that you have, these are virtual meetings, right? Anybody can can sit in. It, it's not like I have to travel to Washington D.C. to be a part of these to be a I part just, of this committee.
1: That is correct. Those are virtual meetings, and then and we've gotten now into the practice of having uh, virtual connectivity at the annual meeting as well. So even though that meeting is in person, if you're not able to make the TRB annual meeting, you can still attend the committee meeting, and you don't yeah. need to register for the conference to do that. Um, so, yeah. and and I think
0: I think that's so important, Paul, because. It, historically, if you couldn't make it to the, if you couldn't make it to Washington in January, it was really difficult to in, be engaged and be a part of this committee. And, and I think you've really gone above and beyond, uh, to, to reach out. So, you know, not everybody gets to travel, you know, so you've made an opportunity for people to get engaged. How did they do that again? um to become a friend
1: of the committee and then that way i will send out email you know the emails announcing the meetings and that will have the the, all the linkages and and details
0: at at that okay and 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 we'll put how to do that down below uh in the thing in the uh, uh below this video
1: yeah yeah in fact actually on my um on the on my committee website um, we even write, spell out more clearly how to become a friend. So maybe we should, uh, if we can, we can add that link as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, page
0: Paul, thanks for uh, giving us the update on what's happening with TRB road weather. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, coming in and, and uh, sharing with us what you're doing.
1: Uh, it's absolutely my pleasure. And I certainly appreciate all the support that PSYCOP that brings to, uh, and, and you, Rick, in particular, bring to,
0: uh, to the TRB committee. Well, I I appreciate that. So until next time, thanks for tuning in and stay safe out there.